Hats Off Show begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Hats Off Show. My name is Jared Einstein alongside my co-host Adam Green here in beautiful New York City. This is our first ever podcast show, so what I would like to do is to tell you a little bit about our show and about me and Adam before we dive Adam right into I. our guest. Adam, what are, what are you doing? Jared, I'm just looking out for your best interest. It's Adam and I. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Tell you guys a little bit about Adam and I. Is that better? It's great. Tell me more about Adam and I. I'm interested. <laughs> okay. So Adam and I have known each other for 14, 15, 16 years. I don't know. I stopped counting. We both uh, are from and grew up in Dallas. Uh, we both... Oh, go Cowboys, by the way. And you do know why we won, right? It's because I went to church. What? The reason that the Cowboys won on Sunday is because I went to church, Adam. Yeah, I get that, Jared, but you're Jewish. When a beautiful girl asks you to go to church, you go to church. <laughs> so here This on the- is my co-host, folks. <laughs> So here on the Hats Off Show, we will be talking about the entertainment industry and the sports world, often merging the two worlds together and putting our entertainers in the professional sports world with an entertainment twist while putting our athletes in the professional entertainment world with a sports twist. Adam and I, see, I learn, I learn, I'm getting better. You're a quick learner. I am. Adam and I will be arguing, I can assure you that, as you can already see, and we love nothing more than to debate these two worlds. Adam is usually right more often than I am, but I will be trying to change that right here, right now, on this show. We have some amazing guests lined up for you guys, all the way from people like J.J. Watt, who is the uh, Houston Texans defensive stud, uh, all the way to Michael B. Jordan, Nick Swartzen, Ashley Green, and... uh, yeah, we just hope that uh, you go along this um, this journey with us, and we hope you keep tuning in and listening. And uh, Adam, I think that it's time to dive right into our first guest. It's definitely time, Jared. You know him from movies like Journey to the Center of the Earth, The Hunger Games, and now, far more importantly, you'll know him as our first ever guest on the Hats Off Show. Please welcome Josh Hutcherson. Josh, how are you doing? Hey, guys. That was quite the intro, man. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> feel all pumped up now good it worked then so so yeah totally got the job done so josh if it, i, yeah. I, I want to ask you if if i made you go into one of two doors you had to go into one of these doors okay in door a there was 10,000 screaming die hard female hunger game fans <laughs> okay and in door b there was 10,000 diehard screaming male Hunger Game fans. Which door is Josh Hutcherson going to go in and hang out for an hour? Oh, God. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know which answer you're expecting here, but Jesus. Um, I, I've had a lot of experience with door A, so maybe I'd switch it up and try door B and see, and see what happens there. <laughs> you said you've had a lot of experiences in door A. What are those experiences mm-hmm. like, and what do you think door B would be like? Oh man, um, door A experiences uh, are, are usually very intense. Uh, my my experience with that has been at like when you have like the big premieres and the big you know Hunger Games events and stuff like that. The fans there are typically young girl teenage fans of the Hunger Games, and it's just it's a lot of a lot of high pitched screaming, a lot of love, and a lot of like you know we appreciate all that, but it's it's a little intense. I'm I'm thinking the maybe the decibels would be a little lower in door in door B with screaming guys. Oh no. I'm, I'm hoping my ears would, would get a little bit of a break. I've se- I've seen a lot of the Hunger Games fans that are that are male, and I, I think that they can give the female some competition, Josh. 
they they definitely can, but I just there's a certain there's a certain like pitch of scream that these young <laughs> girls can achieve that is just such a, it just pierces right through your ear and it's like that's deafening. It's a deafening. I want to say roar, but it's more high pitched than that. So, <laughs> Jared, I know we're gonna wait till the end of the podcast, but I just have to interrupt and go to this right now. Josh, we have this segment. Wait, are you going to opposites attract already? Yes, I am. This absolutely. is unreal. Wow, I'm sorry, Josh. Josh, I apologize that we're 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 flipping the script <laughs> we're, on we're you. We're going already. off script already. Uh oh. All right, good, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, Hats Off Show Promotions is proud to present Opposites Attract, where Adam and Jared will debate a topic, and the guests will choose a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner! And a loser. The who? The her? Arguing out of the red microphone from Dallas, Texas, he has seen Celine Dion three times live in Las Vegas. Jared Einson. And his opponent across the studio, arguing out of the blue microphone, also from Dallas, Texas. He once shared an elevator ride with Kevin Costner. They did not make eye contact nor speak to each other. Adam Green! Now's a chance for our guest to tell us who the winner is of this actual argument. Ooh, okay, I like this. All right. But you do know, you you do realize that Josh is going to go with me here, right? I'm going to try to be as unbiased as I can in this and, and, and view my, a truly honest, you know, what which argument is correct. So, you know, I'm going to I'm going to let the let the OK, other, that's that's uh, very that's dictate. that's very fair. That's to, very fair. I'm loving the integrity of our guests. right now. <laughs> of course, it's my competitiveness. Fair fight. So here's the question. If you had to go in to the Hunger Games, Josh Hutchinson had to go into the Hunger Games and President Snow said you could take any athlete to fight with you in the games. Okay. Who would you take and why? Now, Jared, go ahead and go first. Well, yeah. Well, I, I think this question more stemmed from not wanting to know who you would take, Josh, but it's more this was the question we wanted to ask you. I, I definitely said, you know, this is something me and Adam have argued about. I said if I had to go in the Hunger Games with anybody from the sports world, I would 100% take Bill Belichick, the coach of the New England Patriots, because I, I would take him for many reasons. I think that, like, you know, you, you have to be more than just a, a strong force when you're going into the games. And Bill Belichick has has proven himself to put together such a, 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 a mastermind game plan and knows exactly where everybody should be on that field and in here, you know, in the games, at what time, when, where, what play to pick. And I think that if you had somebody like him, you know, with the time that you guys have to prepare before you go into the games, if I had somebody like Bill Belichick on my side, I feel very, very comfortable with my chances to make it out of the games alive. That's that's okay. interesting. That's interesting, Jared. But I happen to disagree, unfortunately. Oh, really? Uh, I'm going in opposite direction. I'm actually going with an athlete. I'm going to go with Chris Paul. <laughs> Chris Paul. Not only is he fast, not only is he agile, he's an extremely smart. If you watch a Clippers game, he's a point guard. He manages the whole floor. He tells everyone where to go. He's also incredibly intelligent on defense. Always uh, getting steals. He's Adam, you, you bashed on Bill Belichick, but Chris Paul hasn't even made an NBA final. You know what? I'm sorry. Josh, we're just going to let you decide, and, and, you, and you talk now about, about who has the better point and, and who do you think has the best argument. Oh, man. Um, you know, it's hard, it's hard for me to say because I wouldn't have chosen either of those. So, <laughs> so I think – here's the thing. Here's my, here's my view on this. I think that while Bill Belichick would be, you know, maybe a good strategy, a strategic planner and, and what have you – when you're in the games, though, it really comes down to survival. It comes, you can plan all you want, but in the end, it's going to be one-on-one or whatever it is, you know? So you have to be able to survive and kill and win and all that. And 
And because of that, I think that I would have chosen somebody like a, a, a professional football player, like a J.J. Watt, or like a John Bones Jones, an MMA fighter, or somebody like that that has that physical capability. But of these two, Jared, I'm sorry, but i got to go with Chris Paul only no! because of the physicality of it all. Only because of the physicality of it all. And once you get in the games, you know, you gotta, you get about the physical of it. You can have a strategy, but in the end, you got to be able to, you know, hold your own physically. And I just feel like Chris Paul is an athlete, you know, and he can do that. And Maybe Belichick's gotten a little uh, out of shape over the years. So basically, Josh, <laughs> what you're telling me is is that all my arguments to Adam about that the physicality doesn't matter <laughs> and my whole view of it, I'm definitely looking at it the wrong way. Well, you are, here's the thing. It, it, there's a point where it doesn't matter, but then there's a point where it becomes the only thing that's left. So at that moment, then that's all you have to rely on. You can make all the strategy you want, but when you're holding a, a weapon and it comes down to that final moment of having to you know, kill – I just, I feel like an athlete has that killer instinct, like a warrior, more so than than the coordinating strategic mind. All right. Well, I want I want to try to. I need to get Bill Belichick on this show so that we can we can yeah, let him exactly. know. <laughs> <All right. laughs> let him, well, give him a chance to defend your. Yeah, your exactly. Choice. Exactly. I, I like that uh, your answer, Josh. Though, so physicality, you're saying is really important, and you know JJ Watt or UFC fighter, they're beasts. So those are the kind of athletes yeah, exactly. you'd be taking in. Yes, but also at the end, I mean, the truth is at the end, even if I take somebody in, I'm going to have to fight them at some point. So maybe I shouldn't choose them. Maybe Bill Belichick will be a good one <laughs> to get to the end and then oh, kill him. Oh, I'm minute. hearing it start to sway my way, Adam. I'm just Uh-oh. saying there's many ways to uh, cut whatever it is the saying is when you say you're going to a million ways to cut something. Yeah, very, very <laughs> true. Hey, hey, Josh, so so our show again, and we thank you so much for being the first guest here of ever on the, on the Hats Off show. But our, our, our show yeah. is very much what we like to do is hybrid the, the the sports world and the entertainment world. So, sure. so here's here's you know as you can see with the opposites attract question, it, it it was much like that. And continuing on the same theme, Josh, you know how like in basketball, um, every general manager and owner they go to New York City uh, during the summer and they and they wait to see if they have the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. So just much like that, if I said that Josh Hutcherson got the number one pick in the draft, but here's the catch. It's in the entertainment draft. Who are you taking? Ooh. Who are you taking, Josh? And you can like let me just clarify this question right now. Is you have the number one pick in the entertainment draft. You can pick an actor that you want to start your movie off with. You could pick somebody like Adam Goodman who runs Paramount, so that you know you have a good studio uh, behind you. You could you could pick um, oh, a, a director. You have the number one pick in the entertainment in the entertainment draft. Who is Josh Hutcherson taking? Oh my God, that is such a hard question. Wow. Um, I want to get the right answer here. I think, I mean, I want to get a Renaissance man or woman. I want someone that, you know, is a director, actor, writer, all of those things. And, and there's a part of me that, oh God, I mean, there's a part of me that says Clooney will be a good guy for that because he's a guy that really does all those things and he always puts together really interesting movies and, and guys. Oh no, you know what? I got to say, I, I know who it is. Quentin Tarantino. Because he can write and direct? Because he can write and direct and music and his casting. and He's such a unique innovator that every movie that he does, whether or not you you like it, it is something that is so interesting and and culturally significant and creative and original. And so like to to guarantee every time to work with somebody that has that kind of uniqueness and has that kind of vision and view of the world of making movies and everything, I think for me that he would be – I don't know. I think he's the number one in, in my book. Josh, I do want to let you know that if you're taking Quentin Tarantino with the first pick in the draft, you have just left 
me with the second pick, and I'm 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 taking Leonardo DiCaprio. So you're gonna have to be okay knew, with that, Jared. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> so predictable. I knew you so were predictable. Because I I thought about it. I thought about Leo for a minute, but I just I, I don't know. I had to go to a director. I had to go to director writer. You know what though? With when with your pick with Tarantino, I feel like you don't need to take an actor because actors are just gonna sign up and volunteer. Who doesn't want to be exactly. Josh? Would you want to be in a Tarantino film? Um, absolutely, of course. <laughs> No doubt, of course. Yeah, no, it, it yeah. no, it is, it is true, and I've and I've thought about that question very much. You know, who, what, what do you want? What aspect as an actor do you want first? And that's what kind of came to me with with that question. You know, I, I I would love you know for everybody to be able to put themselves in in your shoes and and to see like you know the things that you have to go through and think about. So it's like very interesting to hear what you know who you would sure. want as the first guy on your team. You know, yeah. and and I think no, I think Quentin Tarantino is a very very smart and uh, an awesome choice. With the third pick now in the <laughs> yeah. entertainment draft, I'm taking Christopher Nolan. Great director. He was on my list too. He, I, he, he was in my mind for sure. And I was thinking – Wait, so, but you, you realize, Adam, Adam, I took Leonardo DiCaprio and I'm going to make sure he's not in your next movie or maybe not whoa, in Inception 2. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. But Christian Bale's going to be in my movie, oh, guaranteed. Man. There you go. Another kind of hybrid question between the sports world right. and the entertainment world. Josh, with your acting skills and everything you bring to a set, who do you think is your equivalent in the sports world? So what athlete do you think plays their respective oh, sport man. the same way that you act and the same skills you bring to a movie? And I think, I think Josh, that they need to bring everything that they bring to the court needs to be everything that you bring to us, not just the screen, but everything that you bring since day one when you sign up for that movie and you step on set. Boy, that's really, that's a hard question. Uh, God, these are really good questions. Um... Let's see. Who would I? Who would I think? I would want to. Okay, I gotta. Maybe I need your guys' help here because I I love sports and love that world, but I don't know the players so well of of knowing exactly like who I would line up with. But I'm gonna tell you what I would want to bring into a team and see if you can match me up with a player. All so right. I kind of flip the script on you guys. Like, All right. Oh. So I like to think that I'm someone on set that you can rely on to be there on time to do your job to help create something to be a collaborator to be a creator and to be someone that you can count on to, to pull through when you need them to. And someone that wants to keep things light and fun, but also knows that you have work to get done and, you know, the sacrifices that everyone has to make in order to fill that position. I think that you are, and sticking with the hybrid themes, I think that Josh Hutcherson and everything that he brings to a set, whether or not he's filming or not filming, is a hybrid of John Stockton and Steve Nash. And the reason that I say that is because these guys, Steve Nash and, and John Stockton, are both point guards they are both like the kind of like more of like the quiet leader, you know, like they don't need all the attention, but you just know, sure. you know that they're going to come in. They're going to do their job. You've never heard a bad thing about them. They bring great energy. And then guess what? When they're on set or, or when they're on the court, just like they're equivalent to your filming. So when they are filming, there is no backing down from them. They bring it. They have, they are fully prepared yeah. and they bring it. And what they do best is, while bringing it and bringing that intensity, they also find a unique way to involve everyone around them. And that's why I think that that's who you are uh, best take a liking to. Well, I like that. I like that. If I, if I can accomplish that on set, then I think I'll be doing all right. You know yeah. who else I think Josh has a little bit of them, and me and you are more, uh, more aware of this than other people, is I think he has a little bit of 2011 NBA champion and Dallas Maverick, J.J. Barea. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, 
Because I think I, I don't think, know Barea so much. I know him as a player. I just don't know like what he's like on like uh, attitude wise with the team and everything. Yeah, I don't think me and Adam have ever had like a uh, one player come into our lives for such a short period of time and us be such a huge fan of like that that guy. Oh, he that's just, cool. Yeah, he brought uh, everything to the team. So, so Josh, do you? Yeah. Do you remember? Can you give me like a movie growing up, or it, it doesn't have to be growing up? Just any at any point a movie that you remember you could not wait until Friday to get to the theater and see that movie oh man um oh i'm trying to go back and think i remember like when i was younger uh like the fast and the furious i loved those so so much and like i was so into cars growing up and everything i mean the thing is like in my time like when i was younger I wasn't going to see like the greatest movies in the world. I mean, I was going to see whatever was showing in the cinema and whatever all my friends were excited about. And so I know like Fast and Furious was definitely one that we were like, everybody was pumped up about. And I was definitely young enough to get like really excited to go see that. But also the, like the, the new Batman, when that first, the new Batman, uh, whatever beginning, Batman, the Batman beginning, be- the Batman first Christopher Nolan one, yeah, Batman begins. I remember when that, when that was coming out, that trailer looks so cool. And I mean, I was like, what, eight years ago or something now? Yeah. I think that was 2005 actually. Yeah. 2005, yeah, 2006 okay. is when. Yeah. That- and so I remember that one was like, I was so excited to see that. Cause it was like, it was, I, I loved Batman. Like all my life growing up, I was the biggest Batman fan. I loved all the old ones with Clooney and Michael Keaton and everything. And then, like, this new one was such like, a dark, like, interesting take on it. I was kind of just getting old enough where I thought that that was cool and gritty and interesting. And so I think I was, I was really stoked to see that first kind of new Christopher Nolan Batman happen. Okay, so, so here, here's, here's my question for you. I want you to remember that feeling of, like, whether it be when you were a little bit younger and it was Fast and the Furious and waiting till Friday mm-hmm. to get to the theater or uh, eight years ago and Batman Begins. Just remember that feeling that you have okay. wanting to go. If I told you that this Friday, your movie that you are so super excited about with that feeling like going to see Fast and Furious is coming out this Friday. And you can either go to that movie theater and you can see that movie and experience that, you know, cinematic experience and uh, really take in everything. But here's the, here's the stipulation, Josh. Okay. That, that movie is only playing that one time. It will never come out on DVD. It will never be played or showed again. It literally was made just for that one time in that theater. But I'm, guar- right. I'm guaranteeing you a seat, okay? Would you pick to go see that movie? Or if I told you that the Kentucky Wildcats are playing in the national championship game and you have floor tickets to go see them on Friday, but there is no way to DVR that game or see the highlights on SportsCenter. All you're going to do is the same. <laughs> all you're going to do is the same thing with that movie, which is hear people talk about it, but never get to relive it or experience it for yourself. Which one is Josh going to pick? I'm laughing because you know me, and you know <laughs> that I'm picking Kentucky Wildcats. <laughs> There's no way I'm missing, missing the national championship. But I never get to see a replay. I never get to see a highlight. I've, there's so many movies that I can have like a, a experience like that with that I love so much. But like to see the cast, that's like a historical event. And I and I want to you know I want to be a part of that more so than seeing that movie that one time. You know what the worst? You know what the worst? I mean, it seems obvious to me. I I'd agree with you. And the worst. Part, you would agree with him. I would I would watch the sport. I okay, keep, sport keep going. Yeah. What you're and, saying, and then I'll say and, what I and, want. And to you say. know why you have to? Because Josh, imagine if Kentucky wins the championship, 
you would have to lie and pretend that you saw it. That's the worst part. Because everyone would bring yeah, it up totally. all the time, and you couldn't say, oh, I haven't seen it. That wouldn't even make any sense. At least you could make up some excuse, like, oh, no, I don't, I don't really like that director. I just don't want to see it. Or, I'm, not in, <laughs> I'm not into Batman. I don't like, it's true. I don't like that it's at all. True. Or, you would have or, to lie. Or you just wait for another movie. Like, that's the thing. Is like, like For me, it's like a basketball game like that. It's more, and, and people are still gonna like talk about the movie, and like you want to be a part of that, but they're gonna move on to another movie so quick. But if you're a Kentucky fan, that is a legacy. That is that is something you're gonna be talking about till you know your kids' kids and your kids' kids' kids, and it's gonna pass down from generation to generation to say that you were at that game where they beat Louisville, or you know they beat whoever it was for the national championship in 2015 or you know whatever. And, yeah, and I, I wouldn't. And Josh, I think that you have a great point, but it's actually funny when you said that. I wish that you could have seen my face. I actually wrote down. Like, uh, and you snap answered Kentucky, which makes you like the most loyal Kentucky Wildcat fan ever. <laughs> but if this question were, were for me, I feel like I would not go to that Kentucky Wildcat game. And the reason being, let me just give some validity to, to what I'm saying here, is that the Kentucky Wildcats are going to be in another national championship game. But that movie, mm-hmm. that experience, see, I asked you that question and you could only, like, it was hard for you to answer. Like, you could only think of two times in your life where you've really had that, like, you know, feeling in your stomach of like, oh my gosh, I can't wait till Friday to go to that theater. And by the way, I've had that same feeling. I've only had it like once or twice in my life. So I would rather go and see that movie, which I know I'll never, ever, ever get to see. By the way, they're never going to make that movie again. You know, it was a one-time yeah. thing. But like my my Kentucky Wildcats or, you know, I'm a North Carolina fan. Like I know the day will come when North Carolina is going to play in another big sporting event and I'm going to get to experience, you know, that experience. And anyways, that's why I thought, you know. That's I, a I would, solid answer, though. I would pick I, the movie. I definitely understand that. <laughs> I yeah. understand that that ideology totally. And Adam, you're but, saying you're saying that you would definitely. I still pick. bleed blue, man. I still yeah, bleed absolutely. Blue. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I mean, I'm a huge Mavs fan, as are you, Jared. I mean, I've literally watched highlights of that NBA Finals. I've watched, I've rewatched it on YouTube over 20 times. Okay, like Jared. Jared, imagine, imagine if like you found out that that like say it was North Carolina, and say like whoever the star player was had like. 35 points and was like had these like four insane dunks and was like stealing the ball and then you never got to see it what if he like did something that was never done before in basketball in this championship game where they have like a last second like run to get six points to come back and tie it up and then go into overtime and like you know what i mean yeah and you never get to see how they did it yeah no i i i don't know it, no it's it's a great okay before before we move on anyway. to, the, to the next question real quick i have i have one question to, to wrap this one up what is your what what's your favorite movie of of all time that you can watch as many times as you want it's it is just hands down josh hutcherson's favorite movie i have i have two i have two i can't decide between fight club um, which I, when I actually, when I did my first interview ever, I was, I was, I was nine or 10 years old. They asked me my favorite movie was, and I said, fight club. And so <laughs> awesome. the interview came, my parents yeah. and were like, uh, you can't let your son either A, see these movies or B, <laughs> Talk watching about them. It. um, so it's either fight club or white men can't jump. Wow, that is every, a- every time that movie's on TV, I will sit down and watch the whole thing. Like it just, it has to happen. And then, and then third place behind that is honestly space jam. These are, these are, these are unbelievable. These are unbelievable. (laughs) I I love these answers. Well, let me ask you, let me ask you this. Take the two basketball movies out. Let's take Fight Club real quick. I'm telling you Fight Club is in theaters this Friday, knowing what you know, that it's going to be the most, one of your favorite movies of all time and the most incredible movie you've ever seen. That is the one movie you can only see Fight Club that Friday for the first time or go to the Kentucky Wildcats national championship game. Does your answer change? Josh Hutcherson. 
But no. Wow, he, he bleeds blue, no. ladies and gentlemen. He bleeds I'm blue. Sorry. I like I'm it. sorry. I got I got to stick with my roots here. I mean, I think I do think you might run into the same issue. People are gonna want to talk to you about Fight Club, and you either are gonna have to make up some lame excuse or just pretend <laughs> pretend you saw it. But it's yeah. My thing is, I can I can tell people that are gonna talk about the movie. I can explain to them like guys. I couldn't go. Kentucky was playing in the national championship, and I had to go and I had to be there and I had to witness it. If somebody, if, if I was like a UK fan, I told him, oh no, sorry guys, I had to go see this movie that was showing one time. They'd be like, are you kidding me? You missed the most epic national championship of all time to go see a movie? Like, dude, no. No, no, no. You know, I can like, I'd be disowned. I feel like I'd be disowned. No, it's very, it's very true. And I think the one thing that we've learned here is that you, you definitely are, uh, you, you, you bleed blue. And I respect it because you're from Kentucky and you're basically That's saying, right. listen, the greatest movie in the world, I'm going to have to just see the second greatest movie, but Kentucky Wildcats, I'm here by <laughs> your side. That's right, exactly. Which I definitely love. Uh, I, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you really quick an, a, a little offbeat question. It's just something that I've always had a fascination with. If I told you, Josh, that there is no butterfly effect here, you will come back and you'll be 22 years old and, 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 and everything will still be the same. But what I'm allowing you to do is go back in time. It could be a year ago or it could be you get to pick any age, any time and relive that moment for only one, for one year. Okay. But you have the ability to experience that one year in a different way you know you can maybe do some things differently you could you could not do some things differently it's all up to you but once that one year ends you will then poof be back to being 22 and there is no butterfly effect where do you go back to what time in, in your life and why in my butterfly effect, you mean whatever happened in the past doesn't affect what happens in my, when I return. Exactly. I'm, I'm not trying okay. to affect you when you get back to present day. Okay. I just want to see where you would go back to and well, if why. That's the case, if that's the case, then I would go back to like high school or right after high school, and I would go to college, even just for a year. Because if it's gonna, not going to change anything that's happening in the present, that means I could snap back and have the same career that I have now, too. That's like the one thing that I wish that I could have done uh, is go to college, and, like a normal college student would have. Um, so if I could have done that and not, cause I, I, the reason I didn't is because my acting was going in such a great direction that I didn't feel that I could either a focus on both at the same time. Like some people can, I just couldn't do that. Or B, um, I couldn't really step away from acting and then come back afterwards because I wanted to take advantage of, you know, the, the momentum that I had going for me. Um, so I would go back and I would do college if I could without, uh, like and inhibiting the place I'm at now in my career. So having said that, do you think that there's a part of you that regrets not being able to go to college as like an 18 year old kid and experiencing all that? That, that would I regret. Um, it's hard to say because, because I really do feel that, that there's a strong, strong potential that if I would have gone to college, that my, my career wouldn't have continued the way it has. And but when to college, I sure as hell wouldn't have been hunger games. Cause I would have been that age in college. Um, you know, so, so, I mean, that's a, no, I, I don't regret it. I don't regret it. I mean, sure, I wish that, that I could have gotten that, but also, like, you have to look at what I've gotten. I have to look at what I've gotten in lieu of that. And and even, like, being a kid, like, being little and traveling around the world and making movies, like, did I miss out on, like, having summers at home and going to school and everything like that? To a certain extent, yeah, but I also got to live something so unique. And, like, suddenly the kids get to live the normal school experience of going to school every day and having that, you know, kind of a stable lifestyle, which is great, of course. But, like, I got to experience something, like, you know, um, abnormal. And, and so for me, I think kind of be able to break out in life and do something interesting and do something different. That's like, I don't know, like a really important thing for me. So I, I definitely don't regret it, but I just wish 
that if I could, if, if, if that scenario that you played out for me where I can go back in time and, and sort of relive something, do something differently and not affect the present, then that's what I would do. So we're just going back to the past here. Let me ask you, Josh, moving forward, when you're eventually a dad and you have a kid and let's say he comes to you and you know you, you started acting at a really young age. If he had an interest sure. in acting as well, uh, do you feel like it would be an easy decision to say, yeah, follow my footsteps, do it? Or would you have some hesitation because oh. you wanted him to maybe have that uh, – more uh, normal lifestyle. That's like a great. Describing. That's a great question, Adam. Um, you know, I think I, I would want to support him when my family supported me because it allowed me to, uh, you know, go for my dreams and goals. And you know, I I was lucky to know what I wanted to do at nine years old. If I had a kid that was that you know determined at that young of an age, I would definitely support it. I would, um, however, also make sure I really, really, really focus on finding a way to give him the proper education and the proper, you know social interaction with kids his age and everything. And not that my, my parents didn't do that, but like, you know, I, I didn't go to normal school for a long time and I would try to find a way to maybe balance that a little bit better. For my yeah, kid. that's a great answer. Yeah. And I, I think this might be obvious, but would you go to Kentucky for that one year of college? <laughs> back in time? <laughs> I absolutely would. To be a wildcat, absolutely. There we go. Well, Josh, our, um, we're, we're, we're going to wrap it up with one last segment. Um, I think, cool. uh, it's we're gonna do a, a rapid fire round with you. All right, let's do it. All right, <laughs> just a few questions here. First one: okay, Would you cool. rather go to an NFL game in person, or do you prefer to watch an NFL game on your TV at your home? I prefer to watch it on my TV at home. I feel guilty about it, but I'm not a big enough fan of any. I mean, a Bengals fan, but I'm not like a diehard. So I prefer to watch it on TV. I can see all the plays better. I can understand the game clearer, and I don't have to pay fifteen dollars for a beer. <laughs> Um, Josh, who is who are the louder fans? The Hunger Game fans or the Kentucky Wildcat fans? Oh man, that's, that's my fan. <laughs> oh, I, guys, I want to say UK so bad, but I know the truth, and the truth is it's the Hunger Games fans. Wow, really? <laughs> it really is. Okay, okay. Yeah. Ra- rapid fire I'm here fair. with Josh with Josh Hutcherson. Here we go. <laughs> All right, is there a movie that you would never want to see again? Not that I can think of. I mean, there's never been a movie that I've seen. That I've been like, oh my god, I will never ever ever want to see that movie again. Like, not, like nothing that I hate. I don't. I don't really hate movies. I mean, I see movies that you're bored in or something like that, but nothing I would say I'd never see again. Okay, that's uh, yeah, that's fair. What? How about this, Josh? What movie would you want to remake if you could remake any movie that you're starring in? Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. um, maybe. Well, want to remake because I. I loved it so much, not because I think it should be done differently. Uh, Saving Private Ryan or Black Hawk Down. I, I really want to do like a war movie or like a kind of, you know, yeah, war movie. And those are like two of my favorites. And to redo one of those, not because I want to change it. I'd actually feel ashamed for redoing any, any, either of those. But <laughs> to be a part of that experience, those two movies. Who's your favorite Kentucky Wildcat ever? I'm more of a, uh, I'm, a I'm a new school Kentucky fan. Like, I don't know a lot about Kentucky's basketball history, so... For me, um, I got to say Jody Meeks. <laughs> I know it's weird, but like Jody Meeks was like at a time where I was going to so many UK games down there in Lexington and, and seeing the games. And he had that one game where he put up like 51 or 52 points at Seton Hall. And it was just like, this guy's incredible. He just, <laughs> I don't know. Now he's, he plays for Lakers, I think, doesn't he? Or did he get traded? I think he does play for the Lakers. But, but Josh, well, yeah. what, about, what about Jamal Mashburn? Do you remember watching anything from him or no? I don't remember watching any of Mashburn. Jared, you're Dallas Mavericks. Uh, you know what? Actually, you know what I really did like too is I liked I liked watching Rajon play. He was only there for one year. Oh, I totally um, forgot about Rajon yeah. Rondo. He was he was one and done, but he was he was cool to watch, man. And yeah. Brandon Knight too, like that guy. Oh my, yeah, that was like for me 
the revitalization of Kentucky. When I saw Brandon Knight play, I was like, okay, this is great. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I totally forgot about Rajon Rondo, and I forgot about yeah. actually about Knight. Too. Okay, so two more rapid-fire questions. Um, cool. Josh, what was your character's name when you started an episode of ER in 2002? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> was it Eddie? Uh, it was not Eddie, but here on the Rapid Fire and the Hats Off Show, we're going to give you one more guess. <laughs> Bobby? <laughs> no. It was not Bobby either. Adam, would you like to tell him who it was? It was Matt. I, maybe it went by Matt. Matt? Maybe you went by Matt. Matt. No, it, it was, was Matt. Matt. It was Matt. No, no, no. I totally remember that. It was definitely Matt. Wow. That's crazy. Oh, my God. I never would have gotten that right. I never would have thought of Matt. All right. Last question. Rapid Fire round. Is it possible for a red-haired quarterback to win a Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yes, absolutely it is. And I don't think it's going to happen this year, but at some point, <laughs> it is definitely possible. And do, you, definitely possible. and do you think that that quarterback will be playing for the Cincinnati Bengals when he does that? Yes, I do, actually. Okay, all right, fair enough. I Listen, do. you have to believe. Yeah. yeah, no, you have to believe. And, yeah, and as, we've, as we've learned from this interview, Josh definitely stands by his teams. Well, Josh, we um, that's all we have. We have just Great. wrapped up the first ever podcast show, and uh, we want to just thank you so much. Thank you so much for of joining course. us, me and Adam here. No, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, that was really fun. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah, you're, thanks you're, for coming on. It was you, fun. Are, you are welcome, and we look forward to uh, to watching your success on the on the big screen. And uh, and Great. and again, just uh, just thanks for everything. We appreciate it. Of course, thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks okay, so see you later, Josh. Right. See you guys. Listen, what a great guy and guest we just had. Um, so listen, guys, uh, we hope you liked the first episode of the Hats Off Show. Again, we're just trying to, I guess, bring something new to the table as we dive into the sports and entertainment worlds and uh, kind of just uh, combining the two. Um, next week, by the way, we have Michael B. Jordan on the show. Um, you've seen him in The Wire and uh, Friday Night Lights, uh, Fruitvale Station. And Adam and I can't wait to uh, to dive into that conversation. He's going to be a, an interesting one to, uh, to have on the show. Uh, after that, we're going to have uh, Oscar-nominated writer and director Jason Reitman. So it's going to be fun and exciting. And we just hope that you guys will go along this ride with, uh, with Adam and I. So, as Jared's saying, it's going to be a great ride, and we'd love to have you guys along with it. So make sure to visit our website, thehatsoffshow.com, listen to all of our episodes, subscribe on iTunes, tweet us, follow us on Twitter, Hats Off Show, at Hats Off Show, like us on Facebook, get involved, talk to us, reach or just, out. Or just like me on Facebook and not Adam. Uh, that's weird. You can't like someone on Facebook. You can friend them, but you can't really like a person. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but you, yeah, anyways, reach out, give us comments, feedback, whatever. We'd love to interact and engage. Uh, yeah, and thanks again for listening. We really appreciate it. For continuous updates and new episodes, listen to thehatsoffshow.com. The Hats Off Show with Jared Einson and Adam Green live in New York City. New York City. New York City.